Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 703. Um, this episode is Leo Laporte, who's promoting Twit, which is its 10th year this year. And Leo's a guy that I've, you know, we've communicated from afar for the past several years. Ever since I started working at Wired and G4, um, Leo and I would sort of lob uh, comments over to one another, like, hey, we should get together sometime. We should do this. But um, Leo's a wonderful man and brilliant and and uh, and and he's he's so he's so at the forefront of of technology and and stuff that's great. So I I really was thrilled that we were able to get him on this episode. He happened to be down in Los Angeles, and and eventually I'll get up and do uh, an episode of Twit. So thank you, Leo Laporte. This actually was supposed to go on uh, go up Friday, but I was <laughs> I was being sucked into the undertow of Comic Con. So. Friday night rolled along, and I ran into Katie Levine at Comic-Con, and she was like, you know you were supposed to send me an intro to post an episode today? I was like, no! Comic-Con! So, uh, so I apologize to Leo. This is actually supposed to go up a few days ago, so uh, we're getting it up as quickly as, as, as we could. This is Leo Laporte, episode number 703. Katie, roll the thing. Now entering Nerdist.com. Shirt off first. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with that. What? Yeah. <laughs> Just keep pl- dropping the stream every time we come back. Someone else's shirt is up. <laughs> <laughs> is it strip poker? No What's going on? What, no are they, what is the game it. being played strip here? Strip podcast. Strip podcast. That That's actually a good idea. Yeah. It would be a really great idea for an audio form of media. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You're just capitalizing. Actually, that's how Stern On the greatness made his, of Stern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The guy's playing never, the piano with his dick. No, yeah. he's not. Yes, he, he never, is. But Howard never took it off. Mm-mm. He was always making other people take Probably it off. Probably wise. Was it make? They were all willing participants. <laughs> Probably wise. I apologize for this, but I do feel like if anyone, for anyone to be on the podcast right now, me firing up all this stupid technology, that you would be the okay person. Oh, I couldn't. Care uh, it's already at 100, percent Chris. You're good. Oh, it is at 100%. Yeah. Why don't you put that back on? You have good people. I do. I have people. Oh, what? I'm kidding. I'm not your people. <laughs> Wait, you are my people. We're both white guys. You're my people. Uh, thank you for coming on. Is he white? 
Matt? Me? Well, yeah. me I'm Mediterranean. <laughs> swarthy. Yes. You're swarthy is what you're it's not Spanish, uh, Portuguese, and Italian. Yeah, you're Spanish and Portuguese, right? Yeah. yeah. Italian. And Italian. A little yeah. bit of Italian. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you very but much. But Matt, Matt, the pro- one of one of Matt's uh, biggest crosses to bear is that his last name is pronounced Myra. Yeah. But of course, in Los Angeles, Mira. where there's a large Latino population, it's Matt Mira. Mira. And yeah. so it's never. Uh, he always has to remember it's works. Myra. I mean, there's like yeah. rare times where people will get it. Like uh, always in England, they pronounce like they check into a hotel, they they pronounce it correct. Huh. So they don't I say don't, Moira. Nope. They say, Mr. Myra? Well, you understand, Mr. Leo. Alla porte. La porte. I get that a lot. Leo, la porte. I get that a lot, yeah. Because uh, yeah. people feel like they're, I think people feel like they're being culturally sensitive. Exactly. Yeah. If they're like, oh, I'm going to say this like, alla porte. La porte. But uh, no, la porte. La yes. porte works fine. Hard of the week. Hard of the week. Hard of the week. Hard of the week. Actually, because the, the, the English ancestors uh, dropped the E when they came over here for some reason. I don't know why they were like, nah, that's a vestigial they, appendage on that name. So they just dropped the E. Were they candle makers? What did... They, I actually think Hardwicks were. I think the, I think the etymology of the name has something to do with livestock herders or something <laughs> like it's not. And then when they came over to America, it was they were just fucking hillbillies. Like my, my dad's side of the family were just redneck hillbillies from Alabama. And really? Yeah. It was. They were just. When I, when I looked into it. My Spanish side, they were all cigar makers. Nice. And uh, and then my Italian side, they were all uh, like. Uh, Why do you do air quotes with the cigar makers? Because I don't really <laughs> think they were all cigar. It's makers. like the olive oil yeah. company. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, so they well, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. all make cigars. Garbage uh, collection. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we're doing here. Green cigars <laughs> filled with white cigar powder. <laughs> <laughs> Are you periscoping us right now? I am. That's very exciting. Hi, hi. You. Uh, oh, you're meerkatting we us. decided to go with a meerkat. You went with meerkat? Periscope was crashing. I, 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 I went periscope. I, I usually know, go periscope. It doesn't. It's the same, right? Well, I, you know, I, uh, I, I've been working with Twitter for a while, and so right. I, was, I beta tested periscope for oh, a while. Right. And I really, so and I really liked it, and I also I like the integration. And, right. uh, but right. you must, I mean, as someone who's been doing this for 10 years now, you know, you know that this is, these types of things are very polarizing. As you see here. Oh, my God. People's debate you... on GIF versus GIF. What, which side of the fence do you fall on? Oh, you see, I knew you'd do that. I, I think you're a soft G guy. I'm a hard G. Yes, me too. Oh, because I'm so glad. it's a graphics interchange form. I don't care what the guy who made it says. That's what I said. Choose. That's what I said. We get to choose. That's exactly what We're I said. People. Yeah, I, I get a lot of the, well, Martin Wilhite, blah, blah, no, blah. Who cares? And I go, yeah, well, he's not a linguist. But he... again, that's a debate that really, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, you know, like when I ask, because Will Wheaton is on the soft G side of the fence. What? And I go, Will, what? I've lost all respect. What, uh, what, what's the storage capacity of your smartphone? And he goes, oh, 64,000 megabytes. (laughs) 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 He won't say. He doesn't say a gigabyte. He doesn't say a gigabyte, (laughs) the way Doc Brown would have said a gigabyte. That's right. No. So, uh, in 10 years. Oh my God, I feel old. No. Well, we're all getting older all the time. It it's but 10 years ago when you started, I mean you were you were really this this was this was sort of a proto thing for you. I mean, you were you were ahead of the curve by a lot. Yeah, but I was doing radio. So this was just a natural. This is radio, right? The only difference is there's no transmitter. Yeah, I guess and that's you can true. Say twat. <laughs> 
Actually, you could say twat on the radio now. I'm pretty sure. No, you can't. The FCC is still. It's funny. twat is one of those words. Can I tell you that as as hard as as free as digital media has become in terms of content, except for that one person who's watching on Meerkat. <laughs> uh, Radio, it's like the FCC has almost oh, I know. reacted yeah, yeah. Backwards. harshly yeah. in the opposite direction. We do our stuff, though, fa- what we call family-friendly. We try to keep the FCC rules. Right. Because we don't, you know, what we're doing is different from what you're doing. You're doing comedy. You're doing fun stuff. I mean, you don't need, when you're, te- if you're talking about tech, you don't need to be like. Yeah, and we want kids to be able, we want parents to feel comfortable letting their kids watch. So that, or, that's the only reason. Right. I mean, I, I, an, occasional, an occasional expletive will emerge. A fleeting <laughs> expletive. In, in what of these instances are they... Uh, oh, I get pissed off and I say, fuck you. Right. <laughs> what pisses you off the most? What... Spoilers is a big one. That's right. a big one. Right. Uh, you know, so you're a comic. And I've been thinking about trolls. You have trolls, I'm sure. We all have trolls. We have a terrible troll. An infinite number. But is it the same as a heckler? I think it's the same as a heckler. Well, here's the thing. It's an, it's, a, it's an excellent point that you bring up because a lot of comics will deal with trolls because we see them as hecklers. Yeah. And then people go, don't feed the trolls. And right. Like, but I'm trained to. Right. Like, this is what I... You can't is, ignore a heckler. This is part of our sport, you know? Right. Like, it's part of our sport to... If someone heckles you, you go after them, right. and then that's... But usually eviscerate them as well. Well, you hope that you do, right. or, or at least you get them to a place where they... Because some people are... In a, in, a, in a stand-up environment, you meet very few chaotic evil hecklers whose right. sole purpose yeah. is to... We have to, chaotic evil on to, Twitter. <laughs> to light, the, yeah, light right. the room on fire yeah. most of the they time. They think they're funny. Most they of the time, they think funny. they're helping. Yeah. And I talk to the audience a lot, so they feel like they yeah, can talk I'm just back. participating. But, in, but on Twitter... People no, will chaotic. seek you out to tell you, you know, twenty different reasons right. why you're a piece of shit and right. why everything you're saying is stupid right. and why you're not this and you're not that and you're dumb and you're stupid and and so really it's just a matter of, uh, you know, but and 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 but it, it is different. But I think a lot of comics treat them like, treat them like they're hecklers. The smart That's thing probably to, the wrong thing to do. The smart thing to do is just not yeah. not engage them at in all. Just mute years, them or block them or whatever. In ten years, that's the big thing that's changed. And I don't know if it's because the audiences are larger and they're more diverse or because I think, frankly, they're especially Twitter. There are ways that they can do this kind of with impunity. But that's what's really changed. Used to be, I feel much more, I just probably you have this experience as a community of aligned people. And they were really into what you were doing. And if there were people who disagreed, they disagreed. But there weren't these people who were just there to throw bombs. And that's what's really changed. And it's changed a lot even in the last couple of years. I don't know if you've noticed that. Well, it's, uh, you know, a lot of it has to do with, um, uh, you know, everyone has a voice now, which is great. Which yep. on, one, on one hand, you yeah. think, oh, well, our society yeah. is completely democratized now yeah. because everyone has a voice. But yeah. the downside is that everyone has a voice. Everyone has a voice. And so people are reacting to a lot of wrong information. People right. are, people are, um, right. people are attacking. I always felt it would sort itself out that uh, if you turned over every rock, light, the light would shine and, and good would triumph. I'm starting to wonder if that's the case. Do you know what the light is? The light is um, accountability. Right. So if you shine the light of accountability on people, then, does then it writes itself because, you know, a small percentage of people, if they had to represent themselves as who they were... That does work. ...would still go, no, fuck you anyway. Right. But most people would be like, oh, no, I what? what? Right. I didn't, you know, because it's, it's, it's the anonymity factor... That allows people right. to act out and and less basically let these avenues be a vessel that's, for their point. for their unhappiness and for their rage. But uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I honestly, I I think you of course you have you kind of have to ignore it, but it's it's hard to sometimes. Hey, I want to really apologize because um, you deserve to talk to President Obama. 
<laughs> and, and instead you're talking to me. And I just, I feel like that that's really not fair. Can I tell you I have more in common with you than I have with President Obama? <laughs> I wouldn't know what the hell to ask him. You know, I think, first of all, I think if they don't make, if they don't, Force Mark to go through a bunch of like you have to you know you have to submit well, all wonder. your questions. And I then wonder. You, uh, I feel like you know his he. I know that the White House has a has one team, the same team that let him do the between two ferns, which I think was brilliant. Yep. And I think they did. So allow... what did, did they go to Galafinakis and say you can say this, but you can't say that? Do you know? Actually, I don't think they did. I think they kind of just let it play how it was going to play. And I think but Zach's pretty benign. He's not going to yeah. challenge. Well, but Zach isn't pretty. I mean, Zach is not benign, actually. <laughs> I mean, he's he acted. He didn't do anything. He the president was there to make a to make a point about what was it the youth. I youth never would. It never would have occurred to me to say, "How do you feel being the last black president?" Like that never. Like when he asked him that, <laughs> that's a great and, question. And then and then Obama was Obama was like, "So you really thought Hangover Three was a good idea?" You know, I was like <laughs> like watching them, watching them razz each that was other. Awesome. Now, if they allow Mark to be Mark, that would be great. Then and it's going to be really good because Mark's very – right. he's very good. At, uh, but if it's if it's a bunch of – It's a balance though, isn't it? And uh, you're, the advanced man's got to be just shit and bricks. And of course, <laughs> someone like you and people like me go, well, what would I ask in that situation? Yeah. And I feel like I would be asking not political questions. I would be asking all of the human questions right. because I would want to know – what is what is the humanity of the presidency right. versus the politics right. of the Much presidency? Much more interesting. Yeah. What is it like – when you're young and you are, you're hungry and you want to make change and then you get yourself into uh, a position which is probably not as easy to change as you thought, the, what compromises do you question. make? That's the question. That's the question. Because Obama. it's not anything that we would you would know unless you were in that position. What what else would you ask? Him? Well, that's exactly right. You know, they you the first day in the office, you sit down in the Oval Office, they give you the briefing book. Do you look at that and go, oh crap? Right. Do you say, oh? Uh, forget what I said, <laughs> because this is far worse. You know, right. we got to spy on everybody. Must have happened. Something like that happened. Either that, or somebody said, uh, "Mr. Obama, you may be under the impression that you are running the government, right? <laughs> but in fact, I am uh, a cigar maker. <laughs> As a cigar maker, I feel I have some input here. <laughs> I just think that." Um... One of the two happened, right? Something happened. Well, of course, there's no way because there, there's a million things. I mean. You may want hope and change, but <laughs> there are things your best friend doesn't tell you. Yeah, you think there are, you know, like, the, like. Well, do you the, think George Bush called up and said, uh, "Hey, Barry, <laughs> just a couple of things you ought to know before you sit down." <laughs> that's First, what. Oh, fuck, that's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's I, a I, button under the desk. You push that. You know, honestly, I think to even want to be president, you have to be a little you crazy. Know. And you know, you know, going in, don't you? He's not a naive. Fool. No, because he had to. He ha, he came up in like he was a political yeah. figure. No. I mean, like you know, coming up in politics, that things aren't always what they seem, right. and things are gray. And, and, and you, you make so you promise people what they you tell people what they want to hear because that's how you get elected, right? But you know, you must know in your heart, I can't do that. And also, in a in a, in a when your constituent when, when your theoretical constituency is three hundred fifty million people, you can't. How, how can you possibly satisfy? You want fifty one percent. That's all you can do. And you you cannot possibly satisfy everyone. And you know, I'm sure anyone, you know, if someone has like five kids, I'm sure they understand what it's like. Oh, you take away from this, and then yeah. this kid wants this, and you give yeah. this one this, right. and then that right. one wants right. this, and right. then it, you know, like even if you go over here to help one kid, why are you paying attention? You know, <laughs> I mean, so multiply that by three hundred fifty million, and it and it I can't it, even imagine, and it just seems well, like you saw when he tweeted for the first time, right? The horrific 
racist stuff that followed. Anonymity. It's, you know, yeah. like it's because people didn't, you know, because and he must have known have be accountable. He knew that was going to happen. And they and it's pretty courageous if you ask me that. Well, I mean, at the point where you're president, I think hopefully you can just go like, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> I you have know? a like, nuclear arsenal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like you what have you done with your life? <laughs> yeah, right. Other than right. make shitty right. comments on social media like, you know. <laughs> Say what you want about any president. It, it takes work to get there. It, it is not an easy path. And I think it's a billion and a half dollars now. Jesus. That's crazy. That's what's crazy. That's what's You know, though, every radio and TV station in the country is grateful. They love election season. Oh, my God. Of course. It's huge. It's a windfall for them because those rates are – they pay the full rate. They and, get a discount. And <laughs> they may not pay the bill, but they don't get a discount. I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it's just, it's basically just throwing a den of lions, a pile of antelopes. I mean, and then just letting them sift through every little, Take what you want. every little piece of it. I yeah. mean, it's so, our, our news is, it, it's so interesting the way news has gone now because it's, it's so much, it's so much merged, you know, like the, the blogosphere is now spawned, like. Not that that's a term that people use anymore, but that sort of spawned a whole different style of crowdsourced, user-generated mm-hmm, news. And mm-hmm. so the lines between what's news and what's just editorializing are you – know, and now news outlets are – they kind of have to editorialize because – They're making shit up just because, like everybody else. Because exactly. they know that they, – That's I mean, what people want. Yes. And that's what gets ratings and that's what drives dollars. And so – That's kind of sad to me. It's though. unfortunate that there isn't some – You need a priesthood. You need like a, a yes. monastery. Yes. Yes. Where people don't care about clicks. They just – they care about the truth. You need if you know it. It's unfortunate that the uh, billionaires of the world don't get together and just put a fund aside for a you news know, organization that does not have any. I kind of wonder if that's maybe. I'm hoping maybe I'm just an optimist. Jeff Bezos, remember he bought sure. the Washington Post. Uh, Chris Hughes was a Facebook billionaire. Uh, bought the what was it? The, the New Republic. I want to say uh, these guys. You got to think they have enough money. They could. Th- it's cheap. Journalism's cheap, relatively. That they could just say, look, do good work. Right. Don't worry about the views. Don't worry about the subscriptions. Don't worry about the downloads. Just do good work. The problem is I think it's it's such a – there's the issues are so complex that they're – like many of them are black and white. Like there are a lot of black well, and white you issues. Well, you got two branches. You got to have the reporters who do facts. They got people who just do facts. This is the facts. No, no, no journalism, no editorial. Just – well, that is journalism. Here's the facts. You still have to have your pundit, your analyst – and that's you know that's what we do. We don't we don't actually generate any news on Twitter. We just comment on it. We analyze it. We give you context for it. But you need both. But you do need people reporting on the facts. But right? don't you think that the idea of what a fact is anymore no, is, is, is hazy yeah. because you don't? I mean, you know when well, what something's true or not, right? There are some there are some things that are true, but it's finding the truth through all of the muck. That's and, a challenge. And, and and when you have to go through so many different hands and opinions and different voices and then That's why it's a it's a important job. And, I mean and a know, tough one. When you consider that Is there a reason you just put a hundred bucks on the table? Though? Oh no, it just was it's forty. Okay. Uh, and it just it was it was just, By the way, that will everything. not I just want to tell you that will not get you a marijuana card. <laughs> what? It says forty dollars, but it's not forty dollars. That's false advertising. That pisses me off. <laughs> You go down if you go down the, the you know down to I, I'm sorry am I de- derailing? No, no, you should you should derail with the, with the <laughs> Venice. You go down to Venice Beach. They got this. I won't say the name, but it's got a lot of people in green, and it and uh, forty dollars <laughs> marijuana card. Mm-mm. What is the? Uh, what? I think it was seven hundred bucks by the time we were done. I not that me by the part time the person who did that was 
Right. It wasn't me. Right. But looked a lot like me. Mario yeah. Laporte. Mario, my, <laughs> my cigar maker brother. <laughs> Mario Laporte. It's kind of a scam. Can't the man kind get the scam. weed for $40 anymore? <laughs> they say, no, that's for the console. It's actually, the whole thing is fascinating. Have you done this? No, you probably haven't. No, no. Um, it was a reportorial expedition. So you go in. Here's First of all, you pull out the 40 bucks just like that. That's what made me think of it. It was sitting on the table. They said, put your money away. We won't need that till the end. And now I know why. Then they take your driver's license and say, you won't get that till the end. Now I know why. Then they take you on a two-mile walk practically to, to the doctor, who is this who's like guy 80 years old. He's about four foot tall. He was eating a hot dog. He had a... <laughs> he had a and two cans of Coke with sugar. And he's sitting there and he's eating. He's got a little bread on his lip. And he says, all right, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want it for? I said, oh, sleep. Okay, anything? Anxiety? No. Stress? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, and then and the reason I know this, I had a friend with me and she did it too. Did exactly the same thing with both of us independently. Stand up. He has a stethoscope on. He's a doctor. Sure. They, they're all wearing white coats. They're stethoscopes. It's very professional. Yeah. I mean, you can't get those <laughs> Among, unless you're a, all an official the posters doctor. of Bud on the wall. Sure. And then uh, he says, okay, breathe. Put, I'm going to listen to your heart. He puts a stethoscope on my upper right shoulder, <laughs> which even I, without the medical training, <laughs> I don't know what he's listening to, but I don't think there's anything there. I think your carotid artery might be Maybe. Up there, right? Could be. Yeah. Could be an artery something. Sure. Then he says, turn around. I want to listen. And he says, breathe with your mouth open. Okay. He says, great lungs, great heart. It's good. What do you do for your lungs? I said, nothing. I just breathe. He says, all right, here. And he signs it. Does exactly the same thing with a, with a, with a woman sure. like with me. Exactly. Down to the great lungs, great lungs, the whole thing. She does have great lungs. Then you go and you go and you go in a waiting room. In fact, that's what I told the doctor. I said, my wife exercises a lot. That's why my lungs are great. <laughs> I, you go into the waiting room and then a German lady, like, like, Big, tall. She says, come with me. <laughs> and you go into the room, they close the door. And she says, okay, now, you'll pay, I, it will be $400. I said, wait a minute. I thought I said $40. She said, no, that's for the consultation. Uh, if you wish the certificate, that's another 300 You can have it for three months, six months, or a year. And, and you know, oh, yeah, I'll come back here and do this in three months. No, no, I'll take it for a year. <laughs> so that, and, then they, and then you want to, look, you get a card. So you, Which you, I'm told, by So the your way. certificate is basically like subscribing to antivirus <laughs> software? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> yeah, but you must renew it. And then uh, the card, it turns out, is useless. It doesn't... We, you bring it to the dispensary, they say, no, you don't need that. Where's so you basically s- just give them $400 the whole thing for is no a reason. Scam. Of course. But look at that. Isn't that nice? That's a good picture. That's a nice... I look a little high in that picture. That is a nice picture right there. Uh, so and it's I'm hard plastic. You, it's hard so plastic. That means that it, and it's that got, was what was that eighty bucks? That was expensive. Yeah, the whole thing's don't anyway. I'm just telling you, just kind of a wow, what consumer are they using service. Over there, an Epson? That's crazy, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, fine Epson printer. Now the the uh, the front says the the front the front has the full URL right there. Oh dot, yeah, very important. Com, but back here dot dot co. They, they, yeah, they, they didn't they put the M. Cut off. Ah, they didn't give a shit. <laughs> they don't really don't. don't care. That you know you noticed that I didn't notice that. By the way, that's the doctor. Nice guy. Yeah. If you ever if you, if you ever want to get a good hot dog on Venice Beach, he probably knows where to go. <laughs> he's uh, he's right now. He's uh, he's got his stethoscope on the hot dog and he's asking it to breathe. I should have known because the uh, they had a medical certificate on the wall, but it looked xeroxed. That's is that weird. <laughs> no, uh, well, you can use it. Can, does that count? To be fair, it could have been printed out in an all-in-one. <laughs> it didn't necessarily have to be xeroxed. <laughs> That's right. Could have been the same printer they did this. Yeah, time. yeah, exactly. Because a PDF or faxed it. Uh, 
But uh, I, I, I think this idea of where truth lies is very interesting. But you don't. There is absolute truth. I mean, there's something. Stuff Somewhere true there is, but it's it's Hard finding what that is. I mean, especially and not interposing your own belief. Of and, course, yeah. And I mean, when the idea that the the most widely accepted encyclopedia right now is a crowdsourced website. You that know what though? It's good. It's mostly good. There's some stuff. There, How's your entry? Is it good? Um, it's, uh, I have to check it every so often because it's not good. Somebody said I wrote for Hustler for a while. <laughs> That's a really strange, I mean, thing to put in there. You, you know, you're, you're, you're hoping that the, I, I think the reason that it might not be a hundred percent good is because with the breadth, the, the size of yeah. the organization, of course, we're talking about Wikipedia, you know, it's, it's, it's basically a crowdsourced uh, organization, but it, but that to me that is the, an example of the best of what the internet is all. About. But when you think about how many pages and entries are right. on there, but they have very committed editors who are checking this stuff. I think they do a very good job. I think for the most part they do a good it's job, amazing. but I feel like a lot of things, uh, like there were things on my profile that were wrong, and I right. couldn't, I you couldn't, you're not supposed I to. couldn't get them changed, and well, so you're not supposed to touch it, right? I no, mean, I'm not. I'm not allowed to, right? Uh, even though those things were wrong, and right. so it felt like. Oh, you're more committed to your rules than you are the actual truth. I'm telling you what the truth is right. because it's me. But you still – its They need a source. They need a source. <laughs> not so, you, obviously. And so, the yeah, and I was not a – I was. So I, what you do, you give an interview and then you quote the I, I would I, – occasionally I'd have to go through on the podcast and go, this is right, this is wrong, this is right. And, and there's they, a source. And they could source it. Wow. But because you don't know who the person is who's editing your page, right. you know, some of these people, not all of them, but some do power trip. Orange Mike. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. We went through a we had we had a run in with a dude who didn't wasn't familiar with the podcast, but didn't like that on our podcast Wikipedia page someone was listing episodes, and he felt like that was junking up the page. So he took it upon himself. And by the way, when you go to this guy's profile, it's nothing but junk. Right. It's all these like it's all these achievements that he. It's like yeah. it looks like a digital addict. Yeah. And so <laughs> digital addict. And so he. Uh, but he took he it like upon that. himself. So. He made the person who kept trying to put it back on start a separate page right. that just listed the episodes because in his mind – and that's where it gets murky is because that was his interpretation of Wikipedia right. law. Someone else would have something different, but we just happened to get this guy that had a bug up his ass and felt like, well, I'm going to go correct this thing that I'm not but personally involved with. I think in with. general, it's, it, it, for the most part, it's worked out pretty well. I mean I, you know, I know a lot of schools won't let kids use Wikipedia as a source, and in many cases it's more accurate than the sources they're using. I but mean, aren't you worried that as someone who is, uh, who is a journalist – that you, if you rely on Wikipedia for your information, oh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, there you go. And so, so, but on the one hand, you say it works, but on the other hand, you say you wouldn't rely on it. Well, so. I, uh, well, it depends on the role. I mean, sure. I, I read it all the time as, for background. It's great. Sure. When you're interviewing somebody, you read their Wikipedia entry. Sometimes you get some good background. Great stuff. Have and, you been in a situation where they're like, "Well, that didn't happen." Well, actually, sometimes I'll ask people, "Is that true?" Right. Most of the time it is, which is interesting. I don't know. I, I actually uh, give them money every month. I think that's a – to me, there's a few things on the internet really show what the internet can do, and that's an example. What's the other one? Uh, I think that's <laughs> there's the, only two. I think that's the one. No, <laughs> Hustler.com. Hustler. I did write for them for a while. Uh, no, see, now, now I've just validated that, haven't yeah, I? Now they can source you know, that. In uh, the Nerdist podcast. He said yeah, that, he said uh, that Leo clearly <laughs> says. He said that. Yes. Yeah, no nuance in Wikipedia. Uh, there's other things. I think uh, – I'm sure I'll come up with one. I think there are communities that are – I think there are communities that are ultimately committed to good – but nothing is ever going to be 100%. Right. One of the things that happens 
is is as more people get involved, it always goes downhill. Sure. The small select mm-hmm. uh, that sounds elitist, but I don't mean it to be that way. When Twitter first started out, it was just a kind of the kind of like minded people. It was great. And then everybody gets in there and it becomes like the real world, which is a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you especially see that on Reddit that it's Oh, it's sad what's it, happening to Reddit. It tends to be it tends to be better when you go in the more specific yeah, the subreddit. You pick your subreddit, stay there. Yeah. And you know why? Because it's accountability. Yeah. Because the smaller That's communities right. are more accountable. That's probably it. You're I right. did stay there, but we got shut down. And did you have a subreddit hate. and fat you got shut down? Oh, you're the fat people guy. I, I loved it. I thought so. Uh, fun. <laughs> you know, there's an interesting, and I'm sorry to talk about corporate structure again, but um, but there is this idea, you know, when, when, um, when Richard Branson was kind of building Virgin, when when an, when a, an office size would get to a certain number of people, and the number was like one, one fifty, one fifty Dunbar or something, number. Somewhere yeah, around, yeah, that uh, they would branch it off and mm-hmm. start a new office because they felt like any number of people above that, and then people start to disappear and they're That's not right. accountable to one another. That's right. And so it really is about. Fostering your specific community versus trying to, I think that's true. Appeal to the mass. Don't you think that's masses. true? I do. Yeah. I do because when you get into the larger subreddits, if you're just in like our videos or our picks, the 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 threads are so much more disheartening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now, if people are there and they're in the, it's it's like a garden. If they're tending it, they're upvoting the stuff that's good, yeah. and it's people who really care about it. You really get a much better, and you get a, and then you do get a great experience. It's a phenomenal experience. Now tell me about the. I'm uh, Android Wear now. See, I could have worn like I see you both got. Apple watches. Mm-hmm. I do, but I also just got the five Pebble watches in the mail from. You got your times. I did. I got. I just got Great. them in the mail from. I uh, contributed to the, yeah. to the Kickstarter. Yeah, they just shipped. Yeah. Ridiculous, amazingly, you know, ten million dollar Kickstarter <laughs> that's, that's for, the, for the Pebble story. watches. But uh, but now I have five Pebble watches, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I, mean, don't I guess remember. You only got two wrists. What, what are you gonna what do? The, the Pebble watch was. Um, they did the the first round. They raised. So I did the Kickstarter for that. For the and that was the one. most successful. Kickstarter. It's a few million to, dollars. Right? It was three, I think. Three, three million dollars to, to date. You know? It was basically it was basically what's on your wrist now, but but an open source like it oh, could okay. do Android and right. iPhone. Yeah, and but so, it was more limited. It used a weird e-ink technology. Uh, and, and so I, then they did a second round of kickstarting, and then they raised ten million dollars. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I, that I, was controversial because why the, would they need that though. Yeah, that's the controversy. Yeah. It, is that Kickstarter is starting to look like a place that people already have the money go yeah. just to say, well, let's pre-sell it and yeah. get some excitement, get some marketing. Yeah. Um, well, that, this is a good topic. Then, do you, do you are you because I I I see both sides of that where I go, well, people are adults if they want to contribute money to something. It's absolutely. you can't you can't mm. say you're using Kickstarter wrong because ultimately it's for the community that wants Kickstarter to says and they really want to make this clear we're not a store, yeah. but a lot of people treat it like a store. Like, right. Oh, good, I gotta get that new Pebble. I'll go to Kickstarter and buy yeah, it. Lock it in. You're not buying it. You're because it, had, it hedges their bets against having to right. potentially be in a situation where they have ten thousand well, Pebble watches. There is. It's a also such a weird sort of way to like get seed money, right? In the sense of like normally when people get seed something, they're getting equity or you know a royalty or something you like get that. Nothing. In return, you get nothing. Well, you right? get the watch. Yeah, maybe you get the maybe. product. I've they're got not, no, not always. Not always. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my. Uh, I got some uh, gaming dice. I ordered a hundred dollars three years ago, and never nothing. I think in, you know in that sense, you know, Kickstarter is more like eBay, where you you well, even on eBay, there's more accountability. Way <laughs> more on, accountability than there is on fucking Kickstarter. <laughs> Way more accountability. You, you're an adult. Yeah, you knew what you were doing. Yeah, well, maybe you didn't. Maybe if, you thought you were buying if, it. You if, aren't. If someone's selling something and they have like five ratings, you you don't. Yeah, you don't want to. I think in. Uh, 
but you're right that the value that Kickstarter presents is really outweighs the ne- the few negatives. I do I mm-hmm. do agree that it gets a little tricky if you know if if big giant companies come in well, because it happened too. We we we've been in situations before where we wanted to make a film or make something and someone said why don't we just kickstart it and I'm like we can't because the perception will be oh you're a company and you're you're owned by legendary. Right. You're just trying to take money from people and right. we can't we can't be perceived but, that but, way. Uh, Veronica Mars. I mean, they also, had, that's an example, yeah. right? Yeah. And they raised well, they raised a lot of money. They raised they three raised, or four million dollars. Yeah, they, and uh, it didn't make it back. But I but I think I think that really, Warner Brothers was correct. Yeah, not to fund that. I movie. think yeah. in their case, though, I actually they were getting votes. I did support that because Warner Brothers basically said to Rob Thomas. This is a dead property. We're right. not going to make this. I'm going to prove you wrong. Oh, fine. Why? Well, if I fine, if you can go, if you can raise money for right. it, then we'll make it. And so I feel like I didn't. I didn't. I feel like that may have opened the door for larger studios to go. Wait a minute. Right. Mm. But I don't think the intention there was to take advantage. No, of it. I think it was just, there was an audience. It was just a creator yeah. who was tied to a studio. Yeah. That the only way this is going to happen and that's is to reach out to the community. And I feel like that's legitimate. But in other cases, yeah. I mean, if if you start. You know, if Apple went and said, we'd like to do <laughs> a new Apple TV. We want to give you a $10,000 gold watch. Yeah. Would you be interested? <laughs> then I think <laughs> that'd that's be a little not, weird. Then I think so we, you know, we thought about this, too. We built a new studio. We thought we'd go on Kickstarter. Actually, we did. We asked them, and they said no. Right. Because we were an established entity. Uh, we could have gone to Indiegogo or somewhere that's else. But we, we actually ended up selling uh, bricks to go on the wall. That worked out great. People got their name on the wall. Oh, oh that's like really those, cool. Uh, yeah, it worked out really. at, uh, Like Disney. at the ballpark. At or Disney, Disney. Yeah, yeah. What does Disney need money for? They did, and when they did that, they needed money. They were not, like, if you go, to, if you go back times. to, if you ever go, go back to Epcot and you walk through, uh, right before you get to Spaceship Earth, there's all of these, like, uh, they look like, uh, you know, the Fortress of Solitude type yeah. style bricks, and there's these little tiny plates oh, that's cool. of metal see, where if people had their that, faces on there. You're thrilled, right? But they didn't sell nearly as many as they put uh, up, and it just now it looks like it's yeah. just this shitty thing they yeah. put up for no yeah. reason. Well, maybe some, there's dead yeah. people in there or something. <laughs> yeah, they don't I mean, know what's going on. It's, you know, the, in in theory, crowdsourcing is great. I mean, in theory, everything is great if it works at an optimum level. <laughs> right. I mean, do you remember Except when... Except the Holocaust. Do you remember when not Twitter... Good. Did not no, good. Not I'm with good you at all. Not good. Not, not good. everything is good. Put that in my bad Wikipedia. Theory, bad execution, <laughs> 100% across <laughs> the board. everything is good. Um, <laughs> but, the, uh, but the idea that, you know, when Twitter first launched and people still had this... They were coming off of MySpace... Where, you know, people go, oh, my God, well, if you have a lot of followers on Twitter, I mean, that's going to mean without realizing, oh, well, it's a different – people consume it differently and it doesn't operate the right. same way. People don't go just park themselves you have to follow Twitter. Somebody. You have to follow. Yeah. You have to be able to keep up with the stream. Right. You well, have You know to- what they're doing? And this is – you know, they're going through tough times. But what they're do- – well, you know this because you know the corporate structure there. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I know Dick, <laughs> I know Dick is leaving in July. Yeah, yeah. And Jack's, uh, I think Jack's kind of apparently Dick He's was be behind the this. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, uh, Jack Dorsey claims to have, found, have founded Twitter, so he, he like has some kind of interest in sure, that going. sure. But they realize, and I think this is true, that the real value of Twitter is in real time events, not you know, like whether it's American Idol or Ferguson. Mm. And what you really want to do is go to Twitter and see what's going on. It's hard to do because it's you know it's kind of a mix. So they're going to create a new experience that kind of in the middle. You press a press a button on the Twitter homepage, and you'll see what the like the big breaking story is, whether it's the uh, Oscars or a big you know Egyptian the Egypt uh, uprising, and you can follow it. And they're going to have live human editors curating it. 
So they're going to say, these are the great pictures, these are the great tweets. Oh, that's, that's smart. Very Isn't that smart? I have a lot of that's hope for that smart. because whenever I hear live human versus algorithm, I, 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 get, I get very excited. It's better. Because I've seen – I've seen it's made pe- of people. It's made of people, and I've seen I've seen I've seen companies who are beholden to the algorithm, and it is a very, it's a very sexy mathematical thing. Oh well, if a computer can just tell you what you like, but then it, but a computer doesn't know how to give you things that are risky, which you might. That's a good point because whenever I go to Amazon, they try to sell me stuff I already bought. Exactly, yeah. it's like you already. So I know that. Yeah. You know, I bought it. We. Um, uh, That's not risky. I think I think I think one they of, offer me some Havana cigars. Some, some <laughs> that would be risky. I think one of the one of the craziest things that happened was, um, you know, how YouTube used to be. You know, the YouTube homepage used to be curated by humans, and so it was very much. Uh, it's not anymore. No, it's 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 algorithmic. Well, they got me last night. I was going to bed at eleven. And then they sh- plopped up this video mm, of like John mm, mm. Schofield giving a forty-five minute talk about jazz guitar, and I was like, "Oh, watch that's that!" Right. So that for the moment they, they saw you coming, yeah. But I was like, "Oh fuck!" And I was up so that's too. based on your interest because I didn't see that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. so a lot of the time they're going to be right. You go, "Oh my god, right. I already like these things." Well, Google—that's why Google has such power. They know so much about you. They mm. see all your searches. They see what you buy. Mm. They see what your email says. Yeah. But they don't know how to surprise you. They don't well, know. That's true. They don't yeah. know. You know, like if 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 they know you like jazz and they just keep firing you jazz right. songs, right. you know, a human being might go listen to this country song. I don't yeah, really yeah. like country. We'll just try. Oh my god! You know, this is actually not so bad. You could probably solve that by throwing in like a little wild card stuff every, every once in a while. Algorithmically do that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, if you the any of the music services, you know, a lot of them you can adjust the yeah. like how tight to my preferences yeah, how fuzzy. and how wild. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if you had, but I but I still think, you know. I, I but the st- truth is, you do want your airline reservation, not somebody else's. Right. You don't want to be surprised sure. by that. Sure. Right. Right. So the things that they are giving you in like Google now, that's the stuff that you want to know. Your bills due, your part tier, your airline it is reservation. A, it, like the 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 ad. It's not recommendations. There. The ad uh, algorithms that they have. Oh, those are, suck. Are but they're like stupid specific. Yeah. Where I'm. That's on, a good example. I'll go on Facebook, and up at the top corner, it'll be like. Interested in left-handed guitars oh, at yeah. this website? I'm like, oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was getting barbed wire ads for a while on Facebook. I don't know why ducts, duct barbed wire masking tape. I couldn't figure it out. That's and did you buy any more? <laughs> no, not then. I went anonymous. No, seriously, I, I don't. It was like, I, do you think? I think because I. Maybe I live in Petaluma. They think I'm a farmer. Oh well. And they thought I wanted farm implements. It was, but it was. I in a way, it was kind of cool. Because usually it just says 58-year-old men in Petaluma like these girls. <laughs> usually, it's, usually it's just that. You know, so. I, uh, I, I, I donated money to St. Jude's uh, a little while yeah, ago. Yeah. At Brooks Brothers? They always do that. Not at Brooks Brothers, oh. no. But uh, which uh, St. Jude's, I'm from Memphis, wonderful organization. Great organization. Um, yeah. And so what, what had happened for a while is I was getting a lot of cancer banner yeah, ads yeah, yeah. everywhere. And, yeah. so, and, and, and it wasn't. And they weren't real. I, they weren't placed well in the sense that you know, if like I was reading like an Onion article or, or just like Ooh. as an example, just like reading one, and then there's just cancer ads. And they're like, yeah. oh yeah, I know, I know it's there. I'll keep giving money. They're I promise. a little too, yeah. yeah I so, know what so you some, mean. So sometimes the ads aren't respectful, of, right? Uh, sometimes the the places you go aren't respectful of the ads that are placed there, and there is this kind of. You know this this human dissonance that happens. I think that's frankly what the main people reason people aren't happy with Google. It's not so much 
that Google's looking at what we're doing. It's that they, 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 they cross the creepy line where they put the stuff. Right. You can mm. tell that I'm mm. seeing that ad because of you. You know, and that's what bothers yeah. people more than anything else, I think. I don't think people are that worried about Google knowing. Yeah, I mean, it's basically know. if you, uh, you know, you buy one thing and then for the yeah, rest for, of the day, yeah. guys following around like, you just do a search. Hey, you want some more Twizzlers? Right. <laughs> no, I, I got I am Twizzler wealthy right now. I don't need, <laughs> I, am, I, am, I do not well, how about for these Twizzler minis? <laughs> no, I don't need them in a different size. I just, you know, I was happy with the ones. My buddy I, over here has got a bucket of Twizzlers. I, I'm not a bucket fan uh, and I don't eat food Suit yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it is, you know, it, it, I mean, I, I do believe it's it's trying to find that balance where convenience doesn't become too much of the devil. Yeah. Because it is. I mean ultimately yeah. it is. We you know, we are typically culturally undone by convenience time right. and time again. A lot of our biggest disasters happens when people get lazy because they want things to be too convenient. Look at these services. I just we use silver car to get here. They come and get you at the airport and drive you to their place and you get the car. There's this looks. Have you used looks yet no. for your uh, parking? You you it's an app. You say I'm I need to somebody I need to valet here wherever you are. You drive down to a, sh- a shop. They come and they have little blue jackets. They come up on their scooter. They take your car. They wash it. They fill it up, and then you tell them when you want it back, and they bring it back. What's to this you. called again? Lux L U X E. It's an it's like talk about convenience. And they, they do it in San Francisco, and it's cheaper than parking in San Francisco. They have their own garages. Of course it is. San Francisco is a goddamn Everything nightmare. Is what a solution, because you never find parking. You never find it. So you just say, I'm going to be, look, I'm going to be on uh, Montgomery, 6th of Montgomery, pick up my car. And the little guy in the blue jacket shows up. Until, until people just, people realize that they just need to go buy a blue jacket and then free car. <laughs> well, they need a scooter, too. A scooter, too. A scooter. You're not going to free me. You don't have a scooter. Yeah, you don't have a scooter. How'd you get here? Does the scooter then, is it one of those uh, fold the scooter It's not an official scooter. Uh, okay. It's, they have they, this, some of them have skateboards. Yeah, there's like a razor. There's some, there's, they have a service in England where if you get shit-faced at a pub, you can call up the service and a guy will come <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a motorcycle, oh, of, like a motorbike back? that then folds up and goes in your trunk and they drive wow. you home with That's your car. Service. And then they get out and take their motorcycle and say, see you later. And then That's awesome. Like, why isn't that here? That should be. You know, I, I honestly... Can't I, I think? I think in some senses uh, we're just too big. Our city is too big. Our country is too big to implement things like that on a wide, 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 well, wide scale. Right. That's so, why they're only in certain cities. It only yeah. in, only in certain cities. But hey, you want some Twizzler? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with Uber right now? And uh, what's going on with Uber and their drivers not being considered contractors? Yeah, state of employees? California says they're employees. And so, how does that change their? Well, they have to pay benefits. So they have to pay. So it's Uber much has more to expensive. Pay, Uber yeah, has to pay benefits to employees. I, I don't think that's going to hurt. How Uber's very. They're successful. doing fine. They're and you doing know what? Fine. If if that means that the drivers then have to have an extra hoop to jump through to ensure that they're quality drivers, you and I don't mind that. It's better for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Better for the you don't mind. Yeah. We don't mind that. No, no, no. They're doing fine. They're raising a shit ton of money over in China right now. Yeah, or something. Yeah. So oh, I, right. I think they're. That's an example. I think that's why you see things like Silver Car and Luke's is that this was such a success that everybody says, "All right, this is the." Sh- I don't know what you call it, the sharing economy or something, but this is the next big thing. We've got to jump on this. You know, you press a button on an app, something great happens. But Uber had a thing. Uber was lightning in a bottle because, you know, unlike a service like Lyft or any of, any of the other ones, Lux or whatever, um, 
Uber basically took a, a pre-existing infrastructure. There are drivers who right. are just sitting in their car. There are right. professional drivers who are just sitting in their cars. Unused. Unused. Let's, that's what you look for is unused let, resources. Let, let's tap into that. And, yeah. and, they, and they spotted that, and that's very hard to do. I have a friend who's the payphone capital of the United States, the payphone king of the U.S. Payphones. Still? Still. So what AT&T used to do payphones. Mm-hmm. Terrible business for AT&T. It right. was only a billion and a half a year. So this guy goes to AT&T and says, I'll take over the payphones. They still need payphones. There's a lot of places, bodegas, places yeah. where people don't have cell phones. There's a huge market for it. They are cell phones, by the way, now. And, but the, but the key, they are. Yeah. They're not landlines. Not landlines. Interesting. They're wireless. And the key to this, get this, the most important technology in this is rooting the drivers to go get the coins. Because you need to do this efficiently enough yeah. so that it's profitable. Right, it's interesting. And you got to pick up the coins. That's the problem with the payphone. You got to go get the coins. Yeah, pneumatic tubing system. That goes <laughs> Wouldn't that be States? awesome? Yes. Yes, the hyperloop. <laughs> uh, so, but he figured that out. And then, so that's a good business. He's doing well. Uh-huh. He says, "What else can I do with these these this routing software, this routing technology?" He now owns all the Nestle's ice, you know, the the freezer chest with the ice cream. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because oh wow, you got to service those efficiently, yeah. right? You run out of one kind of bar, you got. And he, what he did was they're also wireless. They got the telemetry in them, and they know what the weight is of the whole thing. Jesus Christ. And when the weight goes below a certain point, the truck comes and, wow. and services it. It's all software. It's all technology. The last, That's, the last time I used a payphone, I had to use it because Major League Baseball, I moved out to Pasadena from Boston, and I was trying to use the app, and they do the thing where like you're blacked out if they think your right. IP address is right. wherever. And they couldn't, for some reason, couldn't get a fix. They thought I was still in Massachusetts. My IP, I guess, You wouldn't still, let you watch the Red Sox They wouldn't game. let me watch the Red Sox. Oh, so man. what had to happen was, like, I was like, well, you call my phone. And they're like, well, no, it's a cell phone. You could be anywhere. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just want to watch a baseball game. I'm giving you guys $20 a month. <laughs> I was like, well, they're like, well, just give us a phone number. We can call you at it. Use like, your cell phone. I, I mean, a payphone. That's exactly what I had to do. I had to find the nearest payphone with this person on the phone in New York. I was like, okay, here's the phone number to this payphone. And then they called me on the payphone, and I picked it up, and I could finally and they watch it. the shitty Red Sox. <laughs> what happened? It, they were like, okay, well, you No, but me. I mean, did they win? Oh, God, no. Oh, okay. Right. How's uh, Pablo doing? Panda. Sandoval? Yeah. Well, he liked a picture on Instagram uh, on Wednesday. <laughs> Well, you really uh, follow this stuff closely. And, well, it was a violation of uh, league and what? team rules to like, to a, picture. like a picture. After 6.30 p.m., all of Major League Baseball players have to go to dark on social yeah. media. Why? Because they've got to be invested in the game. They game. can't be checking their fucking phone in the middle of a game. So in the middle of a 5-2 loss to the Atlanta If he knew Braves, that, why would he? He said he just he said it just slipped his mind. He I, went to go take a leak I was in the bored. clubhouse, just picked up his phone, <laughs> liked a couple of this. Uh, so does I he find? names, like some whatever diva. He likes some ladies' photos on Instagram. And uh, they had to sit him a game because they're like, oh my god, that that's ridiculous. You know, I actually, I, I can comp- it, this. This has become oh, so yeah, much a so part of our lives nature, now like, that you don't, you don't even, even think about it. You think just, about what time. Nobody yeah. is bored anymore. No, but you know what's happening? What we've traded for boredom is um, short attention spans. Not only short attention spans, but also we have sacrificed. We we have exchanged boredom for time, and what I mean is. That because we are distracted at all times, yeah. it feels like we are not noticing the passage Your of time. Life will be over before which you means know it. It's the middle of 2015, and people yeah. are going, "How is the middle of 2015?" It's because your face is in your phone all the right. time. You're it's not worse than that. You're not paying attention. Boredom is the gateway to creativity. Creativity comes out of boredom, right? And if you're not bored, you're not. 
and you and no one ever is. You you watch you watch you go anywhere, bus stop anywhere. Somebody would normally be just kind of bored. Mm-hmm. No, they're on their phone. They're mm-hmm. not bored. We're distracted. Yeah, uh, and we welcome the distraction. Sure, but we're not writing the next big symphony. You're thinking about uh, what's the, what, what's the painting I'm going to make. You know, to be fair, most people are not going to write the yeah, next I big guess symphony. Right. I think most people mo- they're selling Twizzlers most <laughs> of the time. Mo- I think is what they're doing. Are selling cigars and Twizzlers. <laughs> but I think most most people are just trying to distract themselves right. from Til themselves. Right. You know, like you don't want to be yeah. you don't want to be alone with what's up in here. You just no. want to like yeah. look at. Uh, oh God, no. You just want to look at Instagram and. You think we're going to look up on our deathbed and go, "Oh shit, what happened?" <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. Or you think we're going to be like, just one last one. <laughs> I got to like, I got to like this. Ah! Or uh, his last, his last, last word. His last self. Like, fuck you, Orange Mike. <laughs> ah! And then he changes your Wikipedia page post-mortem. <laughs> uh, I, I think, uh, well, you know, I mean, when we're all uploaded to machine consciousness. <laughs> Can't wait. Looking forward to it. <laughs> I have this thing. Where and and I and I think like it's a thing that a lot of people have, and it always cracks me up. Where you you you're, you're throwing a lot of you're throwing you're barring against future health and happiness by doing things now without really thinking about the consequences. You go, oh, in thirty years they'll be able to fix that. And I feel like I, I've been saying that in, for a while. In now. most <laughs> cases, that's probably not going to no. be the case. No. That's probably that's pre- they're probably not going to be able to cure everything in you know within thirty years. They get a, get to work. Yeah, I got a lot 3D of three D printed lungs. Three D printed lungs. Let's start smoking, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like that. I do feel like uh-huh. that. Within 30 years, I do feel like yeah, that. You know, though, it's going to happen the day after you die. Of course. Ah, son of a bitch. Someone's going to run in with a 3D printed lung. I got like, it. Oh, we got uh, it. Yeah. Too oh, late. He, he just liked his last pick. Orange Mike already <laughs> changed his Wikipedia page. He's, he's gone. I, I, uh, I want virtual reality for that. I want to, I I'm hoping, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to be in the home soon. Yeah, yeah. And I want to have. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, you of can course, tell. Yeah. You look at me. We it's all obvious, are. yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to be able to lie there and just enjoy life, but without moving. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. And then it's like real. and Like I'm surrogates? Just... Like the movie Surrogates? That would be cool. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you'd have to put some... I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's starting to get closer to the have you Matrix done, have you Kurzweil. Use the VR helmet for porn? No. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're just nodding your head. No. Uh, wow. Is it third person, first person? First person. POV, bro. I, I'm not sure I know what that means, but I think it's first person. I mean, person. are you watching other people or does it mean no, you you're, think you're, you're the, the you're Well, the you're the guy or the gal. Sure. And I now have a great appreciation for <laughs> what it's like to be a woman in one of those things. So you're, so I don't know how, I can only imagine the way they're shooting this. They have one of these. You know, surrounds cameras like where the performer's head would be, mm. right? And uh, yeah, you're you're. It's immersive. You Did can you... look around. You can look up. It's kind of weird because you're getting and you look up. Well, when you're a girl, you look up and there's a guy looking at you, smiling, and it's creepy. Oh well, of course, <laughs> because you're all of a sudden in it's a porn. Freaking, cre- you're in a porn. You're all of a sudden in a porn. 
But I, but I, but you also do that, and you go, I see where this is going. Mm. I mean, you really can start to see surrogates. Absolutely, you can really start to see where this is headed. It's. A, did you see the movie Strange Days? Mm-mm. It's a great movie. Late nineties, Ray Fiennes. Oh, Julia, we started Julia watching Lewis. it. It was very odd. It's really cool, and and a lot of it has to do with that, yeah. like POV, v- yeah. virtual reality, like yeah. that you can store experiences and memories, yep. but n- not just watch them back, but you're absorbed, like you. It, it jacks into your brain and, you know. I want that. I want to be able – I mean, maybe that's the solution to all of this uh, Instagramming. I just – I can have other people's experiences. But what's the difference with it? What's the difference between that and just, like, getting out and living a life? Eh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> but it'll be a lot of work in VR, too. Well, no, you're lying there. They're yeah. doing the work for I you. I guess so. I don't know, especially because – when is Oculus coming out? Next year? Uh, yeah, early next year. Early, early next year. Yeah. But we don't have a price point on it yet, right? They, well, they said that plus a PC will be about 1500 bucks. so I'm going to say about 500 bucks. Right. You'd have to have a high-end gaming PC. You do, obviously. Sure. I could tell. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I want to see this uh, Microsoft HoloLens might be interesting, although mixed reviews on that right now. That's coming out probably this year. Um, but you can get the Galaxy, you know, if you've had Galaxy phone, you can get the Galaxy VR thing, which is an Oculus Rift device. You put your phone in it. It's a couple hundred bucks for the headset. Mm-hmm. And and you're looking around. And I, there's a Cirque du Soleil demo where you're in the middle of the Cirque and you're seen. And then you turn to another performer behind you. I actually leapt to my feet. And and started looking around because I want to see. And you look to the performer behind you. And I guess what they're doing is they're all performing to the camera as if the camera's looking at them. Because mm. the minute you look at them, it's like they're interact. They're talking to you. They're interacting with you. It was really amazing. And That's the resolution's low. And there's you know it's early days yet, but boy, you really get a sense. It's going to evolve. Fast. Something's happening. There yeah. was a, I went to a, a party um, that uh, a friend of mine threw. My friend um, Randy Pitchford. And uh, who runs Gearbox? Uh, Randy and his wife Christy are great, great, great people. And um, there was a, they had this augmented reality demonstration. I there, love they and are. that was fucking. So, it was so I mean, that I think we're going to all be walking around all the time. And you'll have a, I'll, I'll see you, but I'll see a thought bubble of you above your head. Yes, it, and you know. but when you couple that with a little bit of haptic, like it, oh, it's such an incredible. Amazing. I mean, you really do feel like you're like I'm an X Man. Like right. you really do feel, and because you're still in the real world. It's not so disorienting. You don't get nauseous. You you really because you're seeing the real world super, but stuff super. This is what you're talking about, right? Yes. Superimposed on the real yes. world. So I think that's really compelling. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I, and it's a different experience. It's not immersive. Is Google are they they updating Glass? No. Well, they you know I don't know. That's a big flop. I think. Yeah. Um, but Google has bought a number of companies that do this kind of stuff, both augmented and virtual reality. So they're going to be in the business. Do you think they knew? Do you think this was basically just a big beta test for something yeah, else? Yeah, they were collecting data. Because if you think about glass, did you ever wear the glass? I, it, I put it on once. It's, a, it's, it's not virtual or augmented reality. It's just a screen over your eyebrow. Right. So you're looking around and you look up and you can see a screen. Right. So it's as if you have a computer kind of in front of you all the time. And right. you, can, you can refer to it. So it's it. not immersive. It's not even a heads up right. display. Right. So right. it's not immersive in that sense. I, but I do think that they. Get, what they wanted to do was get a lot. Of, you, you hit the nail on the head. Gather data about how people use that in real world environments. It's a first step towards something else. I think that they're going to do. I mean, I think well, like they're going to assume everybody wants a fedora. That's <laughs> 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 what people who would wear Google Glass would be wearing. I, I think uh, you know if really you, they go together. I Maybe that's so. where I went I wrong. So. Yeah, Matt's little hipster a, fedora. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, no, Matt, Matt's down on the fedora nerds. Neck yeah, neckbeards, yeah. the fedora nerds. Oh, okay. Um, See, I'm sorry. I, that's okay. I, I, you know, if you come to me with an augmented reality contact lens, I may, I may be on board. But Google I do has think, a patent for that. But I do think that um, 
That lens, by the way, can also tell your uh, glucose level in your blood, so diabetics can wear it and know immediately uh, how they're doing. That they actually have a patent on that. They're, that is something they're making in their advanced research labs. But the dangerous part is: do human beings need more things to distract their concentration? <laughs> yeah, now you're distracted all the trap. Time. Like I feel all like the time. you can't release that until there are self-driving cars. Because uh, they're bingo. good to go. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. I know they're working on that, too. Bingo. I, know I think we're too. now putting together the whole plan here. Yeah. It's all coming Listen, to the I've always, you know, ever, ever since Total Recall, of course I wanted a Johnny Cab. Yeah. But if everything if everything has a screen. You're in a Johnny Cab. <laughs> Want a Twizzler? <laughs> Want a t- No! <laughs> Take me to my house. <laughs> if everything has a screen that you use, why, why do you need yet this other screen in your eye? You know what I mean? Like, why can't something? No, because you, you want. I want to look at you, and I want to have twat appear over your head. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's I'm, augmenting. It's augmented reality, so that you, you know, you walk. In, so in any scene, in theory, yeah. when it's working mm. the way it should, he's got two children named Don and Lisa. Yes, exactly. It yeah. basically works the same way Terminator's vision works, right. yeah. where you're right. seeing the printout of everything. You're seeing, you know, you walk into a retail establishment. There's no checkers anymore. You see. Right. You know, oh, this is this is this. That's and you, not working too well, is you it? Gra- it's not working. You know, there at E three a few years. ago, I mean, I'm sorry, at um, CES a few years ago, um, there was uh, there was really. I, I really thought inductive charging surfaces were going to be everywhere, like this desk. Yeah, I just put my stuff down. It charged. There was a there was a display there that had um, these cereal boxes and and the shelves. They you know they were approximating a grocery store shelf, and the shelves the shelving was all inductive sur- a surface. And the boxes were all printed with, you know, with ink that had uh, electric charge in them. So when you would set it on the box, like a box of Lucky, on, on the surface, the box of Lucky Charms would animate, <laughs> animate. Like, a, like a Vegas sign. And I thought, I thought, this is amazing, you know? And I thought inductive charging service, I thought, like, getting rid of the wire yeah. would be such a big... and I. And I'm start like in Starbucks now. They have these inductive charging rings that you can put on yeah. your phone, and they have services. You know but you know we still want, haven't gotten it yet. In the in the realm of uh, kitchen food sort of stuff, is I want there to be sensors in in your pantry, in your fridge that know exactly what's in there, and then a display on your. That's a Vegas your, mini bar. That's yeah, exactly. I want, no, yeah. but I want a display on your fridge that tells you what all you of need. the recipes you can make. Oh, that with the stuff in your Ooh, house. Oh, I like that. You know what I mean? There is. Um, you have pickles and milk. Yeah. What? Well, what? you can make milk pickles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to end up being. Maybe you need some Twizzlers. But you know, you know, I think the best thing about that is seeing the subreddit that develops from the shit that people make based on what the, like milk pickles like that's i think i think, I think the subreddit's thing. called milk pickles someone should start r slash milk pickles there i think uh, it's there right now to, to create that <laughs> do you want to plug anything while you're no here? no this is fun <laughs> you have to come back. i was very nervous i was very nervous you had talked to very 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 big celebrities and uh, and mark maron's got obama and i thought this is like <laughs> i well, feel bad i feel that. bad you know i'm telling you i feel so much more comfortable this be- is fun this is fun. I'm having I, a I great mean, like, time. Of course, if they the White House called and said, "Do you want Obama?" I'd be like, "Of course I would." I would also be terrified because I think what's going to be interesting is, you know, Mark's super indie, and Mark is now he's also neurotic as hell. And I he's can only also imagine how nervous he's, he's been stepping, about this. Mark is now stepping into a world yes, like so w- indie. Watching all of the uh, watching all the pundits di- pundits dissect. Galifianakis' mm, thing, as mm, if it was Mark a. Mark does no has no idea, does he? Uh, you know, it's coming. It, so it's. I think he's going to get. 
I think it's just going to come from comedian all Mark Maroon interviewed the president yeah. earlier. Yeah, I mean, today. ultimately, it's I mean, it's amazing and it's great for him, and I think it's great for podcasting because I it well it's certainly a, va- a validation. The isn't more it? the mm. more people you know, we're the like more, as big as Arsenio now. The more <laughs> Arsenio, <laughs> the you know the fact that this is happening in podcasting legitimizes podcasting sure. for everyone. I don't you know I I keep telling Lisa my my business partner not to use the word podcast. I feel. Don't you feel like it's a little diminutive? You use it a lot. It was. I feel like it used to be, but I feel like it's. It, we're I feel back, like baby. It's grown. Yeah. Because because sometimes people tried to shorten it, and they seem to be like casting, and that just sounds no. like bad. There's no word for market it. talk. That's, that's the problem. There's no alternate. I think podcasting. I is, cast footprints. I think. <laughs> I think podcasting is is the perfect word now. I don't. I don't. We're I stuck think, with it. I think if we tried to make it anything else, it would seem like we were trying to sound more important right. than than we are. I just think blogging is the same thing, and you even said blogging, that earlier. Yeah. Blogging was kind of like some guy. In his jammies in his basement, right? Um, and you don't say the Huffington Post is a blog anymore, no. You but I mean, it is. Well, yeah. If you look, read anything, you're like, oh, this is <laughs> clearly <laughs> still a blog. Because <laughs> it's not advanced. Um, so I just feel like, th- but there is no better word. So you're right. There We're just isn't the it. better word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's just. I think that's just what it is. And and I think trying to rebrand it at this point would yeah. be. Would I've be been confusing. trying for years. You know, because honestly, no success. As, as as much as we think podcasting has permeated culture, oh, it has. It hasn't. Seventeen percent of all Americans have listened ever to one podcast. Someone ever. asked me recently, like, wow. so do you think the podcasting bubble is burst? I'm like, it hasn't even it barely burst. started. Blow us up first, then we'll burst. the the great the the great equalizer will be when getting a podcast is as easy for people as turning on the radio in their car. I've been saying that for years. It's it there. It's you know, app, uh, Apple iTunes took a couple of steps out of having to. We're getting closer and closer. You know, we you really have are. to have a real player and like an, yeah, yeah, yeah. like an Ogborbis file. Well, now but, everybody with a mobile device has a podcasting yeah. tool, but and, it's and still two steps. It's still like go into the go Stop into the punching app, a button, then go and and find the thing. And people don't know. It's still overwhelming because they think it's but, totally with you. On that. But when it. But when it starts to bleed over into, you know, when cars start going, oh, and this is your podcast right. channel. Well, one of the reasons we started doing t- video and live video at that is I really wanted it to be like a TV station that you just turn on, or even a radio station, you just turn on and it's yeah. always on. There's always something going on. You don't have to pick a show, it's just a continuous stream. And that's actually working pretty well. It's not working as well as I thought. I mean, mm. it's still a fraction of our total audience, but that, that works. That works because it's then it's then it's hot and cold running podcast. Right, you just turn on the tap and something's going on. And if you're narrow enough, we're narrow enough that people know kind of what they're going to yeah. get. Right, right. I think Netflix should do that too. Have a curated sort of like you can have like celebrity like, curators like Quentin Tarantino's TMC just or going all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it just runs all the time, and you just go to Quentin Tarantino's stream, and whatever the fuck movie's playing is playing. You know, because yeah, really that's, that's how people really want to. Yeah, they could do TV. that without yeah. Quentin Tarantino, but they should do it. They should, but it's they like, should, like just celebrity curators, like celebrity playlists, yeah, that's the, like that's like the Apple Turner celebrity, classic celebrity movies. That's exactly yeah. what they do, and that and I turn that on all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because we the other on the other side the, the reason podcasting was a success is because it really recognized that people wanted to listen whenever they wanted to listen wherever on demand right yeah and that was the real success of podcasting so this is kind of the I think you need to do both the other thing I think Netflix should do is charge like two dollars more a month and whatever whatever special features exist for that movie have access to that wouldn't that be on nice Netflix. I miss like those. an audio commentary that's the biggest loss like that. that's all they need to do. For two uh, bucks more, I'd pay it. But just do people? I think people don't even do audio commentaries anymore. I think the well, directors it's, it's, they're, they're they dying. didn't want, it's but dying. they didn't want to do them. It's dying. It's a shame. I mean, that's what's that's the loss of yeah. with, with DVDs gone. But uh, I agree. iTunes does that. They have iTunes extras. It's not the same. 
I don't know. I don't know how well that's doing either. Maybe it's doing great. I just, I just don't. Know. I, you know, I buy, I buy one when there's something there, like um, uh, the last uh, Wes Anderson movie. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's usually like a few extra scenes. Yeah. I want to hear Wes commentary yeah. all the way through it. Yeah. I want to hear what he did and why he did it, and yep. and and that's and that was the best thing. That was a couple of years we got that. Yep. And now it's yep. gone. That's why I still buy Blu-rays when they when the they The best come out. Uh, commentary is the Godfather uh, Blu-ray. They've got uh, Coppola commenting on the first Godfather all the way through, mm. where he says, you know, uh, take the gun, leave the cannoli. He made that up. <laughs> Just to know that is awesome. That wasn't in the script. That's great. He made that up. That, it's little things like that. It's yeah. fabulous. Well, Leo, I am. you are welcome to come back as many times as you Good. want. And I want you on our show sometime. I would love to do your all right. show. I, I, I mean, I feel like this has been building for years. Like we, <laughs> we started communicating, and I've communicated with people from your team. Yeah, we really want to get you on G four, and then scheduling was always a pain in the ass. And I apologize, and no, it's no, more no. my fault than yours. But I, but I, we'll make but, it work. But I would love to make it work Good. because uh, this was fun. Will you please? This is fun. Okay, great. And you can bring uh, Mr. Cigar if you want. I'll bring the cigar. <laughs> and it's <some> Twizzlies. <laughs> It's my favorite Happy Days twatsy. character. You want some Twizzlies? Twizzler Twatsy. That's good. It's a whole hey, new character. Look at this Twizzler Twat over here. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.